You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, I want to apologize to everyone. We're a little bit off course with what we're doing, um, you know, off schedule. So uh, you can blame me. I've had a lot of things going on. So I love you guys. We are here. We are ready to go. You get, are you ready to do this, bro? Yes, sir. And we Some want to... WWE talk. Yes, and real quick, we want to go ahead and give a shout out to thank you for everyone for the 700 follows on TikTok. Yes, Three, thank you so 300 much. away from 1,000. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. Once we get to 1,000, we can go we can go live and do our podcast live on there. And then, you know, people can interact and we can interact with our fans. And yep. It'll be fun. It will. I can't wait to do it. But let's get into it. We got the WWE Talk. Let's do it, brother. And first off, we're going to start off with your news. Oh, my prediction. Your prediction that was perfectly accurate. So, as we discussed... It's kind of creepy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, as we discussed last week, the uh, WWE had signed Gable Stevenson, who was the U.S. Olympian who won gold medal for the United States at the to- yeah, Tokyo Olympics. Almost had a brain fart about where the Olympics was this last year. Um, anyways, but... Uh, and... As we know, he is a Minnesota Golden Gopher. He will be partaking in the uh, upcoming wrestling schedule for the Minnesota Golden Gophers to defend his national championship. But he will possibly, almost confirmed, will be taking on, as soon as he comes to the WWE at some point down the road, former Golden Gopher alum and also returning Brock Lesnar. Who predicted that? That would be Cooper. Ah, man, dude. And I think, didn't we do that on air, too? Mm-hmm. I predicted it on air. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. If you if you don't believe me, go back and listen to the last wrestling talk. 
I predicted it on air that yeah. this would be a good good way to bring him in, bring him on. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what I said is maybe he'll be like the next Brock Lesnar and maybe take on Brock Lesnar and, and uh, take out the uh, the Beast. And take out the Beast incarnate. Yeah, that was a great prediction by you. Not surprised. And then when we saw that article by Dave Metzler from the um, – I think it was wrestling um, review. I think it's that one. Oh well, you doing. know they got to be doing something big <clears throat> with this kid, man. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 accommodating for everything that he's got going on, and supporting everything he's doing through the Olympics and whatnot, which is which is amazing, dude. So I mean, it's cool to see the the WWE working with talent like this because it gets hope for other people too, you know. I mean, you never know what they might do with someone else. So exactly, we can't wait to see what happens for this kid. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great, journey. dude. And hopefully, he does defend his title um, and retains at uh, the uh, wrestling championships when they come around. Oh, definitely, man. I I know we'll be uh, we'll be checking into that and making sure we we stay up <coughs> with it and, mm-hmm. and keep keep you guys updated because this kid is going places. Yes, sir. Can't wait, but I'm glad you got that prediction right and looking strong on that right there. Man, that was, I mean, I'm telling you, wrestling is something that I love. And just when the ideas start just going, 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 and then you see something like this happen, it it, it just makes me go, yeah, I should should have probably been a, a writer for WWE or any kind of promotion because... I just love it that much. Where I love the storytelling, I love all that, and it's a great way to bring the kid in. So, and a great way to pass the torch for for Lesnar. Even though I know some of us feel the way we do about Lesnar, I still think it would be a great match to have two collegiate wrestlers duke it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. See who's the better man. All right, especially since it's a mentor-mentee type deal going on. Yeah, too. so. All right, so we're going to move from that to <laughs> my uh, rant. Let's do it. Yes, yes, this rant. And I agree with you, so let's go. So if you haven't heard it, and where have you been? Because WWE has already made this official that, speaking of, Brock Lesnar will face Roman Reigns at the Crown Jewel event next month on pay-per-view. My rant is, you brought him back. We pretty much knew you were going to have him face, Roman. But you made this announcement prior to your pay-per-view at Extreme Rules. So basically, you're telling me that you are now basically guaranteeing that the Demon King, Finn Balor, will not beat Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules because there is no way that you're going to drop the title to have Roman face Lesnar Without a title being on the line. That's just asinine and stupid. So now, I have to go through this whole ordeal of watching Finn Balor try to win a championship that he is now destined to lose. And get screwed over yet again. Yet again get screwed over and not get a fair shot at the title. Because, I mean, let's be honest, dude. Mm -hmm. This This is asinine. It's bullshit. It breaks KFAB, and I know KFAB is a thing of the past, but at the same time, us true wrestling fans, sometimes we like to be surprised. And if you leak stuff like that, ew, it doesn't look good. 
at least give us an idea that Finn Balor has a shot. Yes. At the title. Give us that. If if you wanted to even say, hey, the very next night on Raw, you know, announce Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at the Crown Jewel, that'd be fine. I, I'd be okay with that. Or as I said, you have Rain, Reigns win the title because you know he's going to. Yeah. Against Finn Balor. Have Lesnar come out, attack Roman, grab a microphone, and say, I'll see you at the Crown Jewel in in Saudi Arabia and call my bitch or something and drop the mic and walk off. Right. And bada bing, bada boom. That's how you make the announcement. You don't sit there and tweet it out, announce it on Instagram, announce it on the website that, hey, guess what? You're going to have Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar at the Saudi Arabia event. That's just stupid. And it's disrespectful, to be honest. It is. It's very disrespectful to a talent like Finn Balor. Who's been very disrespected. Yeah. Um, Ever since he came back from his shoulder injury, he's never got a true opportunity to regain the title. He actually never lost. And he had to that, give it up. But they didn't really interject him into this storyline, dude. Like, like, oh, well, you're going against Finn Balor, but Brock Lesnar is here, so let's let's run with this, and Finn Balor can just show up at the end of the show and be like, I'm here. All right. Hey, guys. It's, it's like, what the, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. And now this, it's it's bullshit. And every you got you can't tell me Excuse that. Excuse my language, but yeah, this stuff gets me heated too. I get angry about it because like I get tired of everybody running their mouth about how fake wrestling is, and this proves that wrestling is fake. This proves that you guys do shit, and you know what? Yeah, I know it happens. I get it, but there are old school people out there that do like the kayfab thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've dealt with this in, in the in the indie promotions. Right. When we did when we did our interviews with those wrestlers, he did the promoter didn't want to break kayfabe, so one of them we had to, to had to uh, we had to change into a, a slideshow audio um, interview video instead of having the actual video of the interview because of what was going on in the background. He didn't want to be seen. Right. Which I understand that. I get that you don't want to break kayfab and, and, and show what goes on behind scenes because that's that's the magic of it all. Right. That's the magic. And what WWE is doing is saying we don't care. Finn Balor is not Finn, Finn Balor is just a footnote in this in this pay per view. He's not going to be anything. You know, he's not going to win the title. We're just going to go on with Roman and. And Brock Lesnar and screw Finn Balor. And besides, who else is not? Who else is actually not tired of this Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns rivalry that's been going on for almost what nine years? Basically, whenever, whenever, whenever the Shield officially split, and then Roman started going after Lesnar that for that yeah. stretch of time, and it <laughs> took forever for you to even give Roman the title off of Lesnar, and then to have this rivalry renewed. No one, I don't really see how anybody really wants to see it, especially if the title's not on the line. You definitely, who wants to see it if there's no title opportunity for Lesnar? Yeah. Even though I don't want there to be a title opportunity for Lesnar. And this whole, you know, Lesnar being a good guy bullshit. Oh, God. As soon as he wins that title, he's going off TV. You will not see him again. He's showing up right now. Because he's the damn challenger. Yeah. And once he's the champion again, 
We won't see him again we until Rumble, him again. Royal Rumble. We won't see him until Royal Rumble. It's bullshit. Yeah. Especially when you got a guy like Roman Reigns who is there every night. He is the guy. He is, the, you know, the head of the table. Yeah, say what you want about it. But he is someone that is there every night, day in, day out, working his ass off. He is the workhorse for WWE. And if you want to freaking come at me and tell me otherwise, bring it. Because, you know, what? I don't care what you got to say. Brock Lesnar is a big dude. He's a, he's yeah, mm-hmm. he's a badass. Maybe in the UFC, you know, UFC arena. And, you know, whatever else. But, I mean, I'm just saying, he's not Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' lineage goes back, okay? He's been a part of, he's like, what, a third generation? Second or third generation superstar. Mm -hmm. It's in his blood. Absolutely. And you got somebody like Brock Lesnar, who you want to be your guy for the WWE, but he can't respect (coughs) the business enough to stick around when he's champion. Alright. Grabs the championship and runs. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, that's our rant. Are you ready for some match cards? Let's do it. Alright. Let's get through this. Alright. Starting off with Monday Night Raw. Are you ready? Let's go, bro. So, we had Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair taking on the Ace of Spades. Or the Queen of Spades. Sorry. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler set out to prove herself against Charlotte Flair after appearing to bury the hatchet with Nia Jax. The Queen of Spades gave the Raw Women's Champion a run for her money, but further miscommunication with the Irresistible Force gave way to another uh, Flair victory when uh, the Queen hit Baszler with a big boot. Following the encounter, Alexa Bliss made her presence felt with a gift for Flair, a Lily S. doll she called Charlie. The mind games led, led the Queen and Little Miss Bliss into an all-out brawl, culminating with Bliss hoisting the fl- hoisting Flair's Raw Women's title high above her head. Cooper, your thoughts? Shots fired? Yeah, I guess so. That's that's the way I'm <clears throat> looking at it. And you know, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax have been imploding forever. So let's just put that on the back burner here and mm-hmm. just say. You know, what's going on here between Alexa Bliss and Charlie, or Charlie, mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Right? That's uh, going to be definitely fun and entertaining. Yeah, I mean. To watch at the pay-per-view. She's feisty, dude. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's five foot of fury there right there, man. Right, and freaking height difference, too, because Char- Charlotte's almost six right? foot. So, if not six foot, I can't remember. But it's the little ones you got to watch out for, dude. They're They're, they're angry. Well, yeah, because it doesn't have much to go up and, and build up because it's like, boom, there it is. Yep. So, <laughs> Just ask Miss Tay. Anyways, <laughs> next up we had Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders taking on Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky. Uh, Drew McIntyre joined forces with Eric and Ivar for a massive six-man tag match against Jinder Mahal and his cohorts, Veer and Shanky. The Scottish Warrior and the Viking Raiders proved to be a formidable trio and finished off the mission in the form of a claymore by McIntyre on Shanky to earn the victory. Get it, get it. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I still don't like this. The fact that they're still going along with this uh, storyline is just whatever. It is um, really dumb. It, he's already proven that he can beat Mahal. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's already proven that he can beat both his little henchmen. Well, his big henchmen, whatever. But, you know, cool for him and the Viking Raiders. Good win. Mm-hmm. And good we'll match. See, right, we'll see what happens as they get ready for, you know, whatever the storyline between those two goes through and maybe the Viking Raiders get back into the title um, championship picture. Heck yeah, man. For uh, Ross tag titles. All right, next up, United States champion Damian Priest took on the, nag- the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. After his after having his United States Championship Open Challenge answered earlier in the day by Jeff Hardy, Damian Priest came ready to fight. The archer, archer of Infamy and the Charismatic Enigma went back and forth, all while Sheamus looked on from the announcer table. Priest retained his title after connecting with the Reckoning and managed to stave off of a post-match attack from the Celtic Warrior by nailing Sheamus with his very own brogue kick. He, wow. If that ain't a statement, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. hey, valiant effort by Jeff Hardy. Uh, I think he's very underutilized in WWE. He's a he's the charismatic enigma, dude. He's a, he's amazing, and you and I have both met him personally. Yep. And he's a good guy. So it's cool. I think uh, once his contract's up with WWE, he it won't be long until he's over at AEW to finish off his career with Matt. Yeah. And being the Hardy Boys once again, or the Hardy Men, not really boys anymore. Well, okay, I wouldn't say personally. We didn't meet the guy personally, but we got to speak with him for a couple minutes and got autographs and whatever else, and pictures with him, autographs. And he just seemed like a really down to earth dude. Yeah, so. he's really cool. I hope I hope he does another signing again soon, so we can go meet him again. Right, right. Because that would be fun. Repeats. What's up? How you doing? That's right. I don't care. I'd meet him over and over again. What's exactly. Up? All right. Nikki A.S.H. took on WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Tamina. Stemming from a heated backstage altercation, Nikki A.S.H. set out to vanquish her latest villain, Tamina. The almost superhero slugged it out with the WWE Women's Tag Champion uh, and earned a stunning win for for the former Raw Women's Champion over Tamina. Tamina didn't seem to be done with A.S.H. after the bell, however, slamming the almost superhero hard into the barricade on the outside of the ring. Ah, Tamina is a mean, mean, mean lady. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's the bigger of the two, so... Right, so not necessarily surprising that she took her frustrations out of her smaller opponent after the match. Yeah. All right, Rhea Ripley took on the other half of the women's tag team champions in Natalia. The Nightmare was fired up heading into this one-on-one showdown with the other half of the Women's Tag Team Champions. After a highly competitive match, Nikki A.S.H. returned to the scene with an assist, resulting in a submission victory for Rhea Ripley over Natalya. Sometimes that's how it happens in WWE. Mm-hmm. A little assist, a little, little distraction here. There you go. Yep. At least, I will give them that. They're not like AEW in every match. It seems like every match is someone's like coming it's out. decided somehow because somebody got involved or yeah. right after the win, you know, then you get your ass kicked. So. Because other people came down and helped the per- people that just lost get yeah. their ass. So. so, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, that's, that's wrestling, so. All right, we had a uh, massive eight-man tag match as AJ Styles, Almost, Mason, T-Bar took on the New Day, Mansoor, and Mustafa Ali. Uh, this 
this action saw Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods joining forces with Mr. Lee to take on that squad. The action was high-octane and culminated when the Colossal almost decided to take matters into his own hands, dropping Mustafa Ali with a vicious two-handed chokeslam to get the win for his team. Well, you know, he's the big dude. He's the big guy in the WWE nowadays, so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are going to fall victim to him. Kind of wish Strowman was back just to knock him off his pedestal. Just kind of wish Greg Colley was back because he's better than he is. <laughs> <laughs> But the only anyways, problem is, is Greg Colley is older than he is, too. So Yeah, but at least the Greg Colley had some good music. I mean, I didn't even take, you know, Paul White Big Show or even... Right? Um, I'd take Mark Henry. Shoot, Mark Henry would take him down, too. Yeah, but they're they're with another company nowadays. I know, I'm they're just with, saying... They're with the... the uh, can we reincarnate... The uh, rival. Can we reincarnate Andre? <laughs> I wish, dude. That'd be awesome. I would love to see him wrestle. <coughs> right. I've, heard, I've heard stories of my grandmother getting to watch him wrestle when, when she was in her younger days. So. Okay. All right, next up we had Dewdrop taking on Eva Marie. Dewdrop finally got her one-on-one match against Eva Marie, and her night almost took a turn for the worse when she was poking the eye by her opponent. The miscue by Eva, however, led to Dewdrop absolutely demolishing the Evolution leader. Defeating her former mentor after hitting a devastating cross body. Now, let's be honest here. Is, is she literally the former mentor? I, I, I don't see it. She, well, she was leading Dewdrop for a little bit. And then That's what she made it look like. Well, you know. Dewdrop, Dewdrop was the one protecting her. Oh, yeah. And uh, so... Finally, good to see Eva Marie get get what's coming to her. Mm-hmm. She deserved it. All right. So, all right. So here we are, championship time, baby. Let's do it, brother. This WWE is... champion Bobby Lashley taking on one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Randy Orton. Oh, Ooh. going one on one for the first time since 2007. Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton finally squared off for the WWE Championship on the line. The huge main event delivered, and the back-and-forth clash of titans came to its end when the Almighty hit a spear on the Viper to retain his championship. Oh, I was so... We were so So close. close, So So close. close. But... It was sad. I wanted it to be over. Oh, wait! There's more. (laughs) That's right. We had Big E taking his opportunity of cashing in uh, with his money in the pay contract on Bobby Lashley. Lashley's night was not over after defeating Orton because, as promised, Mr. Money in the Bank Big E swiftly made his presence felt after the match and completely and completed his goal by cashing in his contract. After nearly kicking out of a spear, Big E dropped Lashley with a big ending to cap off the night with an emotional victory as he took place as the new WWE Champion and celebrated with the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Baby! Yes! Reunited with the new day. Oh, WWE Universe, don't be sour! Don't you (laughs) dare be sour! Clap for your new WWE Champion, Big E! And feel Feel the power! power. Oh my goodness, man. Finally, Big E. Yeah, I know, right? Not the way I wanted it to really happen, because I'd rather him take on Roman, but I'm happy for him to be the new 
WWE champion. He deserved it. He's earned it. I'm so happy that he, you know what I love about it? He's done it all on his own, dude. Yeah, true. He went over to SmackDown, made a name for himself, Mm -hmm. and he became the Money in the Bank holder. Yep. And then he had to deal with Corbin's dumbass. He took care of him and and then took care of business here. And thank God WWE didn't mess that up. Right. Because that was what I was worried about. Especially when they got Corbin involved with that bullcrap. I was like, don't you do this to us. Don't you even do this to us. Corbin is not worthy of money in the bank. He was never worthy of it the first time he won it. No. Do not let him steal that. And they didn't let him do it. And he retained. All was well in the world. And I'm like, just let him cash in. Get the win. He deserves it. He's worked his butt off in the WWE for the longest time. Yeah. Made his name for himself with New Day. Then went individual solo on SmackDown. Like he said. Well, let's go all the way back, dude. Back to when he was a, a, a bodyguard for Dolph Ziggler, dude. I mean, he's been in the company for a while, dude. Mm-hmm. And then the NXT champion there for a while. Yes. And then this man has earned every bit of what he's got. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad and so proud to have him as our WWE champion. Yes, and I am looking forward to what he does as yes. champion. Yeah, I can't wait for the the next, you know, for the for the rematch, so I can really solidify that. Hey, I am the WWE champion. What's great about it too is we won't see what they did to Kofi because no. you can't squash Big E. You can't squash him. No. So, I, I, even if he has to face almost, it won't matter. You can't have him get squashed. It's not possible. Almost, no one will believe it. Almost ain't even in his league, so... Well, that's what I'm saying, though. see that, but yeah. I'm just saying, you can't sit there and have you even someone, like, almost squatch him. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. He would handle almost well enough to make it at least a fight. Yeah, it really pisses me off they got this almost guy in WWE. I'm just going to be honest with it. it dude has no freaking talent. He's big. Yeah. That, that's all he is. And, ugh. Anyway, I think Shaq did better in AEW. Yeah. Shaq's match was fun. All right, so let's move over to SmackDown. Let's do it, bro. Roman Reigns uh, to have an Extreme Rules match with, or yeah, an Extreme Rules match with Demon Finn Balor one week after SmackDown return of Brock Lesnar and the reemergence of the Demon Universal Champion Brock uh, Roman Reigns. Sorry, spoke through his special counsel Paul Heyman to make it clear he's not afraid of the Beast or Balor. Uh, rather, they are afraid of him. As the head of the table continued, however, new WWE champion Big E returning to the blue brand. Fresh off his successful Money in the Bank cash-in on Bobby Lashley. Stealing Reigns of Thunder, the powerhouse of positivity. So toe-to-toe and title-to-title with the Universal Champion. Making statements. Making statements, and we're getting closer to Survivor Series, brother. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, baby. All right, next up, we actually have a match. As Big E and Finn Balor took on the Usos. WWE Champion Big E stuck around to join forces with Finn Balor uh, against the Usos. Big E hit the big ending on Jimmy as Balor hit the coup de grace on Jay to give the tandem a huge victory over the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That That's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to, to, to give, you know, Balor some momentum knowing what's going on. Um, so yeah, a little bit of momentum is good for them. All right. 
All right, next up we had Rick Boobs taking on Robert Rude. Are you ready? Rick Boobs versus Robert Rude. Wow. So moments after Rick Rude scored another impressive victory over Robert Rude with the Boobs crews. Okay. <laughs> the post-match celebration of Intercontinental Champion King Nakamura and his rocking cohort was cut short thanks to a brutal sneak attack by former title holder Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Uh-oh. As he stood over the king in strong of strong style, Cruz demanded a title rematch. Yeah, man. Um, seems uh, seems fitting, right? Yeah, it is. So I mean, uh, Aziz is a big dude too. He's he's a big guy, and um, with with him and, and the way Apollo Cruz has changed his character. I think he's more dominant, dude. I, I like this character. Yeah. I like him being himself. Uh, it, it, it means a lot more to him. I know that. So it's really cool to, you know, because when, when you see a wrestler that, oh, you're from Colorado Springs, you, you know, you're just an average wrestler, and then they give him the the reins and let him do his own thing that's pretty cool and right. I'm glad to see him <clears> back <throat> I hope he does get the, the title rematch um, will he win it I'm not quite sure alright All right. next up we were supposed to have Happy Corbin taking on Kevin Owens but prior to his matchup against Kevin Owens Happy Corbin launched another vicious sneak attack on Kevin Owens and choke slammed him onto the unforgiving ring apron oh Kevin Owens oh freaking What's going on here, dude? What's up with Corbin? I don't know. And now Happy Corbin? Well, because he went to Vegas, even though he lost that match against Big E, went to a casino, won his money back, so now he's Happy Corbin. Did he at least shave his head? He's wearing a hat. <laughs> and yeah, he kind of shaved again because it looks like he's not, he's just wearing a hat. It's weird. I don't know, dude. It's It's kind of dumb. I don't know why the guy's still in WWE. They don't really do much with him or his character. And, I mean, when he first came into the WWE and he was at NXT and then he came up to the main roster, that was when he was the best, dude. Uh, And what they've done with him since they've cut his hair, made him King Corbin, and then... Now, whatever they're doing with this mm-hmm. is bullcrap. Well, I remember he was also corporate Corbin for a while. Too. Then there's that, too. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah. And, I, and I can't, I still can't believe they had him for the reason why Kurt Angle's retired. What irritates me is, Ugh. what irritates me is he really is a talented big man. He's a talented guy. But they do not utilize him the way they should. They don't do something creative with his character. Yeah. And it's... Uh, and they keep pushing him, which is irritating. It's like, if you're not going to give the guy the reins to do what he wants, what are you doing? It's, it's weird. I don't know if he's like, screw it, I'm getting paid, so I'm just going to do what I'm told, or what. But, I mean... To me, I wouldn't want to be made a laughing stock as a as a wrestler. Yeah, and that's what they do. I mean, he's a big dude, and you know, full, former Golden Glove Golden Gloves champion. 
you know, former NFL player. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. It's like, what the... What are you guys doing with him? Who knows anymore with WWE? <laughs> All right, next up. Seth Rollins... Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins... Put the blame for well, Edge's injury on the WWE. His hair used to look like a Roman. Yeah. But put the blame blame on Edge's injury on the WWE Universe. In the wake of Seth Rollins' ruthless stomp that injured Edge and sent him away in an ambulance, the visionary of Drip claimed that the WWE Universe was to blame for the Rated R Superstar's injury because they constantly cheered Edge whenever he goaded Rollins. Through the camera, Rollins told the Rated R Superstar that he wasn't done with him. Either he would come to Edge at his home and take him down in front of his family, or Edge needed to come back to the ring so they could finish things once and for all. Aww. It sounds like he's a little butthurt because, you know, he's never going to be on Edge's level no matter what he does. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Seth Rollins. I really do. Um, I think he's a talented guy. Uh, and maybe if this this feud was Edge and his prime, that's I guess that's why I get so frustrated because if it was Edge and his prime, there would be no way Seth Rollins could beat him. Yeah, there's that. So at least he's no longer the savior thing, but yeah, this visionary of drip now. Yeah, I don't know what is with people and. And drip and bougie and <laughs> moist, moist and all this weird. Like I'm just like, like when me, me and my fiance were on our vacation. Her, uh, her, her nephew and his girlfriend and and her nieces were all sitting there, and these are like people in their twenties, okay, and they're talking, talking like. Uh, Talking about something being bougie. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I'm being quiet, but I'm just like... Internally screaming. What what the the hell is... It's bougie, man. Bougie. All right, let's move on with this match card. Tony Storm and Liv Morgan took on Carmela and... uh, Carmela, sorry, Carmela. What the hell? And Zelina Vega. Liv Morgan sent Car- uh, Carmella face first into the turnbuckle. In response, Mella exited the ring and clenched her nose in absolute uh, hysterics and took a count-out loss. In the aftermath, Liv picked up the mic and challenged Carmella to a contest at Extreme Rules, where she promised to make her look hideous on the outside as well as the inside. Ooh. Ooh, statements made. Like it. Did she, did she accept, though? Doesn't say. Oh, dang it. Next up, Sami Zayn taking on Dominique Mysterio. With Rey Mysterio joining SmackDown commentary in spite of his son asking him to stay in the backstage area, Dominique put forth a strong effort But be- uh, before Sami Zayn got his knees up as his opponent was coming off the top rope to hand him his loss for the third week in a row. Dominique's been going backwards. Oh, man, this sucks. Um, unfortunately, too, that's how it goes. And when you are a rookie in this company, you're going to take a lot of losses before you start winning. So maybe it's maybe him earning his stripes. Probably. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with this. Um, do I think 
Maybe something might be imploding in the uh, Mysterio family. Could be. Maybe. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, we had a special appearance on SmackDown. As WWE Hall of Famer and Mayor of Knoxville County, Kane was in attendance. Yes, baby. Becky Lynch crashed Bianca Belair's homecoming celebration. So, Kane was on hand to lead the celebration and welcome hometown hero Bianca Belair back to Knoxville. SmackDown Women's Champion, though, Becky Lynch interrupted, and when she asked to shake Bianca's hand, the EST of WWE refused to let go. Uh, when when the man took a swing, Belair attempted the KOD, only to have Lynch counter and drop the former title holder with a manhandle slam. Oof. A manhandle slam. She manhandled her. I like that. It's called the manhandle slam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Becky Lynch is, is solidifying who she is, who she's always been. She's the man. Mm-hmm. And she relinquished her title because she had to. She was pregnant. Yep. It is what it is. And uh, she came back. Maybe she picked the weaker of the two opponents to to come after, but she did it, and she... You really think that Bianca was the weaker of the two opponents? Championship-wise? I I guess. But her and Charlotte had such good rivalries. Yeah, but wouldn't it be easier to come and pick off the newbie? Yeah, I mean, guess I mean, I'm sure that's what she was thinking, and not only that, but <clears throat> old her her woman is on SmackDown too, so maybe it's easier for them to be together for the fit sake of the baby. Yeah, yeah. Though I mean, I think she's got the more visionary drip look than he does. So <laughs> she's looking way more stylish than his crazy getup. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, he looks like kind of like the Joker and. And uh, Hitman all in one? I don't know. Yeah, he looks like a very god-awful Joker in a Batman series of some weird canon. It also reminds me of the Hitman, you know, with the red tie and the gloves. It's like, what are you... So you almost have to expect if he shaved his head, you'd see the uh, freaking... uh, I mean, mean, at what point did we get him with Michael Jackson at? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, he's got the same hair as Michael had. And what he's been doing with the glove thing, too, has been weird. Um, if he starts bedazzling gloves and wearing them, we're going to be early. I'm, to- I'm totally buying him that and sending it to I'll just him. send him my I fedora. Will fly, I, I will send him my fedora. I'll just send him mine. Here. I'll here's send, my white yeah. and black fedora. Where? Yeah, psycho. <laughs> oh, man. This was a fun episode. It was, man. All right, so be sure to tune back in tomorrow as we will be back for Baseball Basketball Talk. And then again Tuesday as we continue NASCAR Football Talk. I'm so excited for that. Oh, yes. Loving it. Oh, yes. And then next Thursday, AEW Talk continues. And next Saturday is the preview of Extreme Rules. Yes, it's going to be fun, dude. I can't wait. Yes. We've got a good week coming for you guys, and uh, we're back on schedule by this. By Thursday, or no, by Tuesday, we'll be back on schedule. So we love you guys, and thank you for bearing with us. 
Uh Um, And, uh, hey, man, 700 followers on TikTok. That's pretty sweet. Yes, sir. So, you know, get that many people on one room. It's a lot of people. Yep. All right, man. So that will do it for us here today at Sports Talk. And as always. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.